0: if you own a business you know how difficult it can be to get new clients but what if you had your own sales team bni somerset invites you to join us on thursday september 23rd to learn about how bni somerset provides a positive supportive and structured environment for the development and exchange of quality business referrals struggling to find more paying clients or want to take your business to the next level our group of business owners have passed hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business to one another. Want to know how we did it? On Thursday, September 23rd at 8am, we're hosting an event on Zoom where we show you exactly how b Somerset generated client after client for one another and how you could begin to apply the same simple steps to your business too. The reality is, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. BNI Somerset is incredible for building your personal brand and ensuring you are known. Join Somerset BNI's Visitor Day on Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m. via Zoom. All are welcome. For more info, visit bniwne.com/ct/northern-somerset-bnI. Businesses thrive by changing when the world changes, and the world is changing. B&I Somerset can make sure you don't get left behind. Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. I am Joe McGuire. I'll be joined by Jace Garcia and Ovi Muniz in just a minute. We are in week three of the college football season. Got some huge games we'll be talking about. Alabama and number 11, Florida. Michigan State, Miami. Fresno State, UCLA. Cincinnati, Indiana, Arizona State, and BYU, just some of the big games on slate. And of course, Auburn, for the first time in 91 years, headed for a Big Ten road game in Happy Valley. Boys, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. Some some big games, some opportunities for some schools that we like to really... Uh, Make some moves. It seems like uh, a lot of teams are losing, losing some close or, or even winning some close games. And it's it's going to just help the Coastal Carolinas and the Cincinnati's of the world to go out there every week. Take care of business.
1: I believe you, man. I really do. I believe that uh, we're going to see a big shakeup in the top 25. But the one thing that uh, was a big shocker, at least to me, and it wasn't for Jay's. We talked about it earlier. Was the firing of USC head coach Clay Helton after he started off the season 0 and 2? Uh, and I'm just I'm, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that they did it at this moment. Uh-huh. You no, know?
0: uh, really, know. You're surprised? Why? Because it's very. You early. already
1: know You're, that. Uh, let you me, tell you coach,
0: let me tell you something. Coach, let me tell you something. Why would you keep him on
1: there? Why didn't get another coach before the season started?
0: Well, look. Some of these teams have made a mistake. You could argue the same thing about Randy Edsel at UConn. Oh
1: man, that's, I mean, that's these are comparison. listen.
0: The uh, there's a big comparison because listen, you're talking about USC's an absolute, obviously powerhouse, right? And and always mm-hmm. has been in the history of college football. The boosters decide who the head coach is. Okay, outside money, and for whatever reason. The Yukon Boosters have a lot of – they have a lot of sway when it comes to who the head guy is.
1: Look, I know I'm wondering. And the that's the reason
0: – that's the reason Randy Edsel is out. The, the, again, the, why – I mean, it's easy for these programs to be like, this loser's the problem.
1: So, would you tell me the Boosters took a year off, and then they decided to be like, you know what, let's fire this guy. We, we really forgot about firing him. Two years ago, so let's fire him now.
0: Would, you, I would I understand. you Would you agree they should have fired him two years ago?
1: They should have never hired
0: him in the first place. Well, there you but go. We're about you, so,
1: but we're talking well, look, about Clay Hel- you, look, Helton that
0: had I, I, a winning listen, record. But it doesn't matter. This guy, It doesn't matter. Listen, it, he, he's not taking them to the next level. It's USC football.
2: I, also, it's, Clay Helton has struggled with recruiting. I mean, look at JT Daniels left. DJ Uyunglele is from the South, uh, California, Justin Herbert. So, like, these are top – these are good quarterbacks getting out there. And there have been – like, he has some guys on that team. That USC team is good. And what they showed Saturday, Stanford is – Stanford, their quarterback was third behind uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields in – coming out of high school, but uh, I think Stanford is – both those teams, I think by the end of the year, when Clay Helton was already fired, I think Stanford's coach, David Shaw, might might be fired as well. Stanford's not a good team, and that was despicable what USC – the performance USC put on, on if Saturday. If this was a
1: strategy of doing this during the season, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll, I'll, I'll let everyone have them talking about their school, right? So you fired Clay Helton. Right, and now you're going to be in in the mix mix of trying to get one for next season, then I guess trying to convince other players, like, look, this is what they're doing. We're talking about USC. Come to USC. We're going to get a new head coach. We promise you that it's going to be a winning season, and we're going to get you drafted to the NFL. If this is the way they're doing it, then I guess you give them props for that. But, uh, Joe, like I said about comparison, UConn, it will not be in the same league as USC. It's, okay. but it's about
0: money, mm-hmm. Ovi. Right. My point is, is it's about money, plain and simple. No. And no. when the boosters, when the boosters, I mean, they wanna, they're gonna spend money. They're gonna spend it on the right guy, mm-hmm. and they don't want this guy. And again, no. if you can't recruit at USC, you can't have that job. That's a <laughs> huge problem.
1: You mean if you can't be Oregon? then I I need to find somebody else. And you know what? you sleeping out. uh, You know, give respect to Oregon for winning their game against Ohio State because, look. They didn't even have their best player. Let me ask you something. But remember, he's defense, Why do you think Jim
0: Harbaugh is still at Michigan? Because he's a name. Because he can recruit. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's plain and simple. He's a lousy coach and a worse human being.
1: Well, I tell you what, this is the year for them to beat Ohio State because they're very vulnerable. And if he can't beat them this year, they'll never beat Ohio State while he's still while he's the head coach. But going back to Oregon, I think Oregon needs to watch out for is UCLA. UCLA's playing good game. Yeah. Chip Kelly got that organization the way he wants it. It took time, and that is the right time for, for them. And I guess they needed well, what happened last year with all this mixed management, or whatever. He got that team, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, either Oregon or UCLA will win that Pac-12, man. I really do.
2: Dude, don't sleep on Arizona State.
1: Uh, Arizona Jay- State Jay- is one of Jay- those teams. Piece, you put them in the top 25, and then they'll lose. They, no. it's, it's just something you put a number next to the to, to, the, to the university, no, and then they fall apart.
2: Her, Herms got them going. Antonio, uh, Antonio Pierce, my <laughs> bad, has that defense on point. They mm-hmm. stifle the run. It, it, they are for real. Okay,
1: they're for real. Yes, sir. They're for real. I'm not. I'm not dissing. You. I'm saying they're good now. But it just seems that it's a habit when they get ranked in the top twenty-five, they end up losing the game for some reason. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Sure. But uh, I get you. good games. But I also want to beat up on the AP rankings, right? Because it seems like they react to the fans. Instead of like how you rank somebody on top, and then all of a sudden they're not ranked anymore. I, I I don't I don't understand how how that could happen. Right. So I'm gonna put up real quick. This is my my top 25 right now. Okay. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, of course, is always gonna be the top two uh, until they fall short or they meet each other at the SEC championship. Uh, Oklahoma, again, because of Ohio State losing. You know, they bump up a little bit. Texas A&M is there. Clemson, and I got Oregon. I'm not justifying Oregon as a top-four team yet. You know, yes, they beat Ohio State, but look at Ohio State, though. You know, like, did they start the season overrated? Yes. Of course they did because they lost a lot of people. You know, but I mean, they still got the talent. They're young, and they will play you good games. But, uh, you know, it was due. You know, it. It was due for them to lose, right? And of course, Clemson's there. I had them at number six. They went number five, but the AP and the coaches' poll still kept Clemson at number five. You know, and 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 they were. Oregon was not even in the top ten, and all of a sudden, boom, they're ranked fourth on both both coach, uh on both polls. So, I mean, look, if you're gonna just justify just because of one game, no. I don't, I don't think that that qualifies for someone to be in the top four. What well, aren't you, think, you
2: justifying Georgia being number two based off that Clemson game?
1: That was a great game. And I had them rank in the top six. And there was what? Rank- I had them, what, what is it? They were number three and number five. They're going at it. That was a great game. And I didn't bump Clemson all the way down, did I? Did I take Clemson out of it and be like, look, you're now at number 20?
2: No, no, I get I didn't that. but that. That, that, that was that a didn't with game. Oregon it was a defensive and game,
1: and if you love defense, that's the game to watch. Yes, we didn't see any offense, but if if Georgia would have oh, scored Ohio a couple State of touchdowns, doesn't belong
0: in the top ten. If no, if
1: say again, Cincinnati, Ohio the best State, team yeah, in Ohio. Uh,
0: Cincinnati's the best team in Ohio. Since, I mean, plain and simple, Ohio State is uh is not a great football team.
1: If the Pentagon, what we see this weekend, Cincinnati is going to visit Indiana in which they have always had a history of a hard time beating Indiana. Okay. They haven't played in in many years ago. I understand that. And I know Desmond Ritter's there. It's a different uh, atmosphere for Cincinnati. They got a great defense, but now I want to see Cincinnati go against a big 10 team like Indiana. Let me see if they could dominate the big 10 and if they can, they will go over Ohio State, most definitely.
2: I don't this know if they're going they to dominate them, but they will beat them. Yes, sir. No, have you seen Indiana? Michael Penix Jr. has struggled. Ty Freifogel is a legit receiver, and he is just not getting the ball to him. He's getting it to the other team. And, uh, yeah, so I'm – I mean, I, Indiana is well, – I thought they'd be good. That defense is also struggling. since he's going to handle business. I have, them, I have them four right now. They are a legit college playoff team.
1: Hey, I'm, I can't wait until after this weekend because the All Four Downs podcast will have a legitimate top 25 that was within our committee. And then we're also going to be talking about the Heisman hopefuls. So we're getting that conversation started. So we're just waiting after week three. So between week four and all the way to the end of the season, we're going to monitor exactly all the teams We're going to do some comparisons between joe's rankings jay's rankings and myself and then we're going to battle out to see where we're supposed to be at in these rankings so i'm I'm excited i'm excited you say the ohio state don't belong in the top 10 i say they still do uh they still got a chance to run the table and let's see exactly what's big 10 all about because ohio state still has a chance to make it to the big 10 championship now iowa and iowa state that was a great game but if you thought that Iowa iowa was gonna just fall on their backs they got one of the best defense in that conference and that's why they defeated iowa state and joe i'm sorry man you picked the wrong team on that one
0: yeah well defenses win rivalry games apparently (laughs) apparently
2: i I, I am done with iowa state (laughs) I am done. They are dead to yeah. me. I, I've always picked up against Oklahoma in the tough games last year, and and they they were okay, and then they disappointed the Louisiana game last year. I'm just done. I, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. I'm not doing it anymore. They're out of my time. I'm just, they're dead to me. Iowa State is dead to me. <laughs> my
0: philosophy of not relying on the past – to make my decisions yeah. on the future is definitely on shaky ground at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, going back, Oregon, did upset Ohio state 35 to 28 that led by halftime 14 to seven and never lost the lead. That's why I get nothing but mad respects to Oregon. Uh, CJ Stroud had a chance to, for a comeback, but through that interception. And that's the thing that i seen in that game is that when he was out the pocket, trying to run while he's running and throwing is not accurate. He, he tends to overthrow the pass or he just falls short. He's so unbalanced when he's throwing on the run. And I think that uh, he needs to just stay in the pocket and just throw the ball away if it's not going good for him. Uh, Texas AM, and they didn't cover the spread, but they suffered an injury with quarterback Haynes King. He's not going to be starting anytime soon. Uh, but they ended up winning the game 10-7. to 7. Damn, I, st- I won that game in the spread, but... Um, it's just something, man. Just it's something about the Aggies that that high tempo offense that they had with uh, with King is not going to be so pretty moving on forward in this season.
2: Well, I, look,
0: te- look, Texas A and finds a way every year to shoot themselves in the foot, and this is the look. It's already set up for them now, so yeah. failure is in hand, and uh, it's the inevitable. Texas A&M disaster, Jace.
2: Dude, I don't know. I, I like Texas A&M. I'm very excited for the Alabama game. They are really good. That D-line is scary. They destroyed Colorado. But that Colorado defense is really, really good. And also, I mean, I know uh, King got injured, but they, their backup was coming in before. He's very mobile. That's something that King really wasn't. I, I like I think the Aggies are for real this year, and I, I think that was a big win on Saturday. I'm sorry, Obi, I, I'm just Obi, not so. I'm not so. here's the, the, the timestamp.
0: He said that at 1802. Mm-hmm. That way we could just run that back.
1: The Aggies later on, in the, yes. yeah, yeah, definitely got to save that one. I mean that. I think I, that's more equivalent than you saying Mac Jones was not a great quarterback,
2: dude. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm saying that that was a good win on Saturday for the Aggies, and I'm, I'm excited the for time down. Yeah. Alabama team. I, I think they will handle business. And
0: you think the offense ready. is better now with the backup I, I, quarterback?
2: I don't necessarily think it's better. He was still getting snaps the prior games, so mm. like he was still utilizing the offense. It's not going to be that big of a change.
1: Well, you know yep. what, man? Talking about backup quarterbacks, Georgia played two backup quarterbacks yeah. and demolished through A-B. Um, Stenson Bennett and Carson Beck, they got some playing time because JT Daniel was out because of an oblique injury. Hopefully he is back soon. And then the biggest news also going on throughout the day that people were talking about was the Big 12 made a move that will have Cincinnati, Houston, UCF coming over by 2025. To the big 12, so they making some moves. So, whether Texas and, BYU. and Oklahoma, or yeah, I'm sorry, BYU as well. I got that written down. I don't I missed that, but hey, they're coming over, you know. So, they're trying to stack up to their big 12. Let's see if that pays off at 2025. But you know, people are scared now, they don't want to leave because they don't want to pay that hefty uh 82 million dollar whatever deficit that they have to do. Um, but uh yeah, and and, and there's going to be more moves because I'm still trying to trying to weigh in what's up with this handshake agreement or verbal agreement between the big um, ACC, the Big 10 and the Pac 12. You know, are they going to make some moves? Are they going to create more 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 room for other universities? So that's something that we have to wait and see for. But speaking about that, hey, we have the predictions. We got our our picks. And here it is, the standings. Myself and Jays are tied, twelve and eight.
2: Let's go. Oh,
1: Joe's trying to creep up a little bit. I mean, he's at a three hundred percentage. I think this this week, I'm gonna predict. Ah. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Do I'm it. I'm gonna predict that Joe will at least be at sixty percent this weekend. I think. I like will. that. I think he'll do it.
0: Yeah. I think it will be at least six and four. This is a bounce back week for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. And our first game, we'll see. We Got to be ready for this. First game is Nebraska goes to Oklahoma. 22 and a half for Oklahoma. Joe, I'll start with you.
0: All right. I'm not sold on Oklahoma. Struggled week one, had an easy game last week. Nebraska, meanwhile, had a tight one with Illinois. They crushed Fordham, beat on Buffalo. That Buffalo team's supposed to be pretty good. So, I don't know. Twenty-two points. I think I'm going to. Uh, I think Scott Frost keeps his job. I think Nebraska uh, doesn't get absolutely blown out. I'm going to take Nebraska and the points in a in a tighter game.
2: See, my real worry here for Nebraska is Adrian Martinez is great when he can, get, when he can control the run game. He's averaging 100 yards per game, but Oklahoma's defense has been great against the run, only allowing 77 yards. So I think they stifle that. I, I do think Oklahoma's the secondary can get picked apart, but Oklahoma's going to force Adrian Martinez to use his arm to beat him, and I don't think that's going to work. I, and I think I, I still, I, I don't know about Nebraska's defense because, I mean, they struggled against Illinois, but there was also some mistakes offensively So I don't know if Nebraska's defense can contain Spencer Radler, but I can also see Oklahoma's offense playing down to him. But I'm still going to go Oklahoma to cover it by three touchdowns. So, yeah.
1: Well, if it's three touches, that's 21 points.
2: Four. Well, I'm I'm wild. I'm crazy.
1: Yeah, you're very crazy. I got your back, man. I'm actually going for Oklahoma on this one. Um, I think they'll cover the spread there. Cincinnati versus Indiana, four points.
0: Do you know Luke Fickle is seventeen and zero in his career against Ohio State? That's insane.
2: That's hey,
0: listen, here's the deal. I th- I think Cincinnati. I mean, look they've they've got their work cut out for them. We know how good the defense is. Jerome Ford. Uh, looking pretty good in that backfield. I feel like Cincinnati, uh, I feel like Cincinnati's a touchdown winner over over Indiana.
2: Oh, no, I, I think this is a statement game for Cincy. They prove that they deserve to be in at, at least the top six, they get it done, they show that they are the best team in Ohio. And this is their big statement win. I know Indiana has struggled. Michael Penix Jr. has looked really bad. Uh, can him and Ty Freifold get something going? Can they uh, get the upset? I, I don't think so. The Cincinnati Bearcats, Desmond Ritter, uh, Ford, the transfer from Alabama. That offense is beastly and that defense can hang with the best of them. So I got Cincy big.
1: All right, I got Cincinnati as well. I think they're going to snap that five-game losing streak they have between these two teams the, the dating back. Their last game was in 2010. Uh, but I'm convinced that Cincinnati will run over Indiana. Indiana's overrated. Uh, I don't think they're as good as they seemed last season uh, due to COVID and everything else and all those – you know, they only played six games, you know, so um, now we're no, – we're normalcy in college football – Cincinnati will take it. Now, Coastal Carolina versus Buffalo. 14 points favorite to Coastal Carolina.
0: I'm going to take Carolina uh, and the 14 points.
2: The Shants are going to get it done week after week and prove everyone wrong. They are for real. They are a top 10 team. And all they can do is just destroy the opponent in front of them. And that's what they're going to continue to do against Buffalo.
1: If Coastal Carolina will be able to stop that running game that Buffalo has. Now, remember Buffalo last year. Well, actually, the last three years, they're always known for their running game. If they could stop them and not rush over 100 yards, I predict that Coastal Carolina could win by over 30 points in this game. All right. So, I'm taking Coastal Carolina. Regardless, they'll win over two touchdowns. Guaranteed. Uh, Virginia Tech and West Virginia. This one's a little tricky. Okay? Not trying to throw some answers out there, but the boogies got West Virginia favorite in this game by three points.
0: I'm going to take... I don't know. Does West Virginia win this game? That's
1: yeah. the question.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take uh I'll take West Virginia.
2: Woo. Damn. All right. I, I don't like Justin Fuente. I mean, he has the, the Hokies doing okay early. They got that big win, but I, I do see them having a letdown game coming up, and I, I do think this is it. Uh, West Virginia struggled against uh, Maryland, but I think they got things together and uh, I I think they get it done as well. I'm I'm with them. There's a reason Vegas has them favored and I'm not going to go against Vegas right here.
1: Well, I'm damn going against them. I'm picking Virginia tech. The Hokies will get it done. They're going to win. They're they're doing good, man. I don't know what's up. What West Virginia has. I don't know. I just know that when Virginia tech goes to West Virginia, It's all about business, all right? And the last time they played was back in 2017. They took care of business there in West Virginia, winning 31-24. I see them winning another touchdown this Saturday. So go ahead, Hokies. Let's make it happen. I know y'all crazy over there. That's a crazy school over there. But what's more crazier is seeing Michigan State versus Miami. And a difference maker here is the over-under. So, Joe, do you pick them over or under 56 and a half?
0: Look, I, I think both these teams can score. Obviously, uh, Miami hasn't had the start they wanted to. The beat down to Alabama, bad week against Appalachian State. Michigan State's been looking pretty good. 56 and a half. Let's say, yeah. I think I think both teams score around thirty points. I think I'm going to take the over on this game. I also think Michigan State's probably going to win the game.
2: Man, I uh, this is going to be my coffin game for Miami. I'm going to go with Miami to win. Uh, I think Michigan State if they can eat up the clock uh, with that run game. Uh, I think it's gonna go with the under because they're gonna control the time. Uh, but if Miami can force them to uh, beat them in the in the air, I think Miami can get it. Uh, I also think De'Aaron King and Rambo, that connection is gonna uh, pop off this this game. I'm gonna go the under because I think it's gonna be close. Uh, I think Michigan State's gonna be able to eat up a lot of clock, but I think, uh, but I am gonna go Miami to win it. But this is going to be the last time I pick Miami if they lose.
1: <laughs> I'm going to keep putting Miami then. Uh, I got uh Miami under. Uh, I don't know. It's just something about that offense in Miami. They just adjust to whatever the other opposite team is minus Alabama. Uh, they were just out of sync. I know they're trying to get in the groove of things, but you're right. Time of possession will be the key. Uh, Michigan. And, again, it's over under. So, under 56 points, I see it happen. I see a, a 22-20 game. I really do. So, Alabama at Florida. 15 favorite for Alabama. What you got there?
0: Listen, I think this is going to be one of those games where in the first, I don't know, 25 minutes of game time, the Gators are going to be close. Alabama. It seems like, and I hate to say this because I love Mac Jones, but at this point, you could stick most anybody back there, and I think this offense is going to run really well. And I think, you know, are they going to beat Florida by two touchdowns? Yeah, I think by the end of the night, I think they'll be up close to 30.
2: This game game is intriguing for me because – I mean, Florida's defense got better from last year. but Their offense got worse, obviously, with Trask, Tony, and Pitts leaving. And Emory Jones, their quarterback, struggling. So uh, I think he's on a short leash. I think Alabama's defense is going to get after it and shut totally shut down Florida. But I do think Florida's defense might be able to get into Bryce Young's head. I mean, he's still young. Uh, this is going to be a, a real test for him, especially because he does have powerhouse defenses in Texas A&M and Georgia in, in his future. So th- this will be a real test if he can. If he struggles here, uh, I can see him struggling against Texas A&M and Georgia, and th- that that would be rough for Bama. But I'm gonna go Alabama to get it done, four touchdowns at least.
1: Damn, I thought you had me. The way you sounded, like you sounded like. Florida had a great defense, but then they're going to get blown out by four touchdowns? I mean, you're confusing me, Jace. Jace, they're going to win. I'm
2: just saying I can see Bryce Young struggling. I can see Bryce Young throwing four touchdown
1: passes because Florida don't have what it takes anymore. So I'm taking Bama, and um, right away, continue that winless, I mean, the uh, undefeated streak over there. But uh, I, I got Bama on this one. Utah at San Diego State Excuse me San Diego State
0: I don't know Jace Your Utes Not sure Not sure they got what it takes I don't know man San Diego State Man I think I'm going to take San Diego State here.
2: Damn, I don't blame you because Utah looked despicable against BYU. So many turnovers. They just handed them that game, and they kind of mounted the comeback, but it was too little, too late. That run game for Utah is really good. Uh, Charlie Brewer, I'm not quite sold on him yet for getting it done through the air. But they can, the running backs they recycle through, I think is going to be tough for this San Diego State defense. And uh, I think Utah eats up time of possession. And that defense was, it was despicable against BYU. I think the, they are solid. That D line is solid. And that secondary, Nephi Sewell, the brother of Penn a, uh, he's a beast. I I think that they use this as a get-right game, and I think they win by two touchdowns.
1: All right. I'm going to go with San Diego State.
2: I I love it. I love it. I'll I'll be on that side. Let's get it done. Yeah, I know. That's that's your team, baby. The real you. The real you.
1: I beg to differ, but okay. All right, just straight-up picks, Auburn versus Penn State.
0: Man, so far Auburn's had a couple of cupcakes. Penn State had that big opening win. Oh boy, first time Auburn's been uh, at the Big Ten since 1931. I don't know. I think they. I think the people leave Happy Valley happy. I'm gonna take Penn State.
2: Damn. Okay. I. I mean, yeah, Auburn's had some cupcake games, but they. I mean, they still look good. I mean, Penn State, I, I think that offense struggles, that defense is what keeping them in games. The the wide receiver, though, Dodson, he's a beast. They need to get him the ball more. If they're going to give him the ball, I think Penn State has a great chance of winning this game. But I, I like Tank Bigsby, and I, I like Bo Nix to get it done for Auburn because I just can't see – I mean, Penn State's offense struggles – and I don't understand why they don't give Dotson the ball more because he's a beast. And uh, I don't know why they keep committing to the run game. If Sean Clifford isn't that great of a quarterback, you just need to get it to this kid and he's a beast and he'll get uh, yards and he'll he'll score for you. But they just commit to running the football. So I'd like Auburn to get it done.
1: All right. I'm taking Penn State. I think the home field advantage is in effect. I think Penn State has something to prove. Uh, they had they didn't have a great season last year. And again, I'm not, you know, making excuses, but Penn State is a lot better than what they did last year. And they got they got revenge coming. And sorry for Auburn, but uh, Penn State got this man all the way.
2: I'm surprised right, you're day. picking against the SEC.
1: Yeah, but Bo Nix. No, I'm going to tell you right now that quarterback, man, he is not that great. You see him just the last couple of seasons. When he goes against top-ranked teams, he doesn't perform to 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 the higher standard that he needs to. He's like um, Daniel Jones running around fumbling the ball, making mistakes, forcing turnovers from the New York Giants. Right? I mean, this is that's that's that Knicks. That's him, you know. And I won't be surprised if he turns over the ball and Penn State will take it and and score it. So you can mark, you can timestamp this like I said it right now you know that that could be a, a great prediction to add to the victory Penn State will do all uh, this Saturday. All right, last game, Oklahoma State visits Boise
0: State. Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, Boise State looked terrible against UCF, but that was week 1 uh Oklahoma State, I, I think they just get it done handily. I, I'm not that sold on Boise State. Uh, they're going to struggle all year. Uh, so I'm going to go Oklahoma State to get it done fairly handily.
1: All right. Mine, I'm, I'll end it up being on the opposite end. I'm going to take Boise State on this one just to be different.
0: I like it. Okay. Yeah. Good chance I, I to catch to. catch back up this week.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't the last one. This is the last one. We got Arizona State against BYU. Make your pick.
0: I'll take BYU.
2: No, I got Arizona State getting it done. I mean, the big thing for BYU, Allinger, he is a beast at running back. But Arizona State, Antonio Pierce has that defense going, and especially against the run. They, they're going to smother them, and uh, I, I don't see Utah being able to get it done through the air, and Jane Daniels is a beast, and he will light up that BYU uh, offense – I mean defense. My bad. Oh, I'm, I'm off today. But also the run game, Arizona State's run game is insane as well, and BYU, they struggle against Utah's run game. Utah was fumbling though, and they were giving them the ball. Arizona State's not going to do that. They're going to get it done, and they are for they are a legit threat in the Pac-12. All
1: right, I like your pick, man. I'll pick Arizona State myself, but uh, I'm not stumbling with my words like some of your picks are. But uh, definitely, I can't wait till the end of this week to find out who's going to be remaining in the top of, of our standings. And this show is brought to you by. Clover Chris Media, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Follow us on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Like us. Make some comments. Let us know exactly uh, who are your picks. And, of course, you can follow this and make additional comments on hhwshow.com. And, my friends, this is the wrap. This is the final whistle. Joe, the floor is yours, my friend.
0: Thank you. Portland State football coach Bruce Barnum is bribing fans to attend his team's home opener. That's right. On a local podcast, the coach said he'll buy a beer for anyone who shows up to watch the Vikings play Western Oregon on Saturday. That's crazy. Literally, as many people as show up, he's going to pay for it. Now, last season, Dan Mullins, you'll recall, wanted to fill the swamp because apparently his team can't win a game without a crowd. He also tried to rally a crowd later that season to fight after an on-field melee when Kyle Trask took a late hit. Mullins in Florida, of course, uh, lost quite a bit of time last season due to COVID. Auburn is playing its first Big Ten road game since 1931 when they travel up to Happy Valley to play Penn State, and that is great for college football, but not for the safety and well-being of the student-athletes. Just a reminder, we're still in a pandemic. The numbers are surging down south because of the Delta variant. So let's stop the act. Stop pretending uh, this is about kids or about safety or even about football. It's about money. It is usual. It's the student athletes who are the pawns. Thank you so much for joining us on All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for more. Get all the latest college football news at HHWShow.com. For Jace Garcia and Obi Muniz, who also produces this show. I am Joe McGuire. We'll catch you back here next Thursday night for All Four Downs.